But yeah, no, he showed me how to put on a condom. He he taught yeah. me how to put on a condom. When Go ahead and uh, explain that a little more. Old, it was two years after this conversation. Me, my brother, my two sisters. He sat us all around. I was the oldest one. I was about to go to college. And I'm like, I don't need to know this. I already know this. And he got out a vacuum cleaner extension and put it between his legs. <laughs> and then he tried to put a condom on. And he couldn't put it on. And I had to reach over and turn the condom over so it was the right way on. And slide the condom on my dad's vacuum cleaner penis. So... Hello and welcome to another episode of Grown Up Christian. I'm Casey. I'm Sam. I like to mix up my cadence a little bit. Yeah, keep people I, on their toes. Honestly, sound like you forgot what you were saying. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't because I. I mean, I've made that mistake with thinking, like when you when we record with a guest and I forget, like we're back. I you just kind of fuck it up sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. So I felt like maybe you were going in that direction but you made a smooth recovery and you stuck the like, landing i sound like the vice president giving an impromptu speech <laughs> the vice president dude uh okay so right before we hit record sam was showing me his homemade porn video that he yes. made of crickets yeah cricket porn i made some cricket porn uh actual crickets like the chirp chirp crickets i feed them to my lizard um my bearded dragon to be specific and, uh, yeah, first, that was the first time I've ever seen crickets fucking in the amount of time I've, uh, in the whole time I've owned a lizard. We, uh, cause you, you know, you normally, uh, when we feed it, you toss the crickets in the fridge for a little bit to really slow them down, torture them a good bit. Uh, and then you dump them in <laughs> and they just like shiver while they're, uh, slowly all of them get eaten to death by a lizard at you don't give you don't give the crickets a lot of yard time before you send them to the chair. No, but they are, um, you know, they are not technically cage free, I guess. But, you know, we let them they have a good life before they meet their uh, meet their maker. Cricket and terms. It's uh, yeah. So but uh, my my beard dragon, her name is Edie. Uh, that name comes from Big Edie and Little Edie from uh, the Jurassic World animated series that i watched with my children um big Edie and little Edie were uh tyrannosaurus rexes um also big Edie and little Edie, i think is a play on um it's supposed to also allude to the gray gardens characters um about like the people they who are related to the Kennedys. Dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like some old spinster recluses who are related to the kennedys um whatever oh. you can look that up I've heard of this this thing. Like yeah. somebody I was listening to on a podcast, it might have been Matt and Shane the other day. They were talking about this documentary about these two old Kennedy ladies that live in a yeah. house. It's awesome. I watched it like back when I was still at Liberty or while I was, yeah, at early 20s. So it's been 13 years probably since I've seen it, 14 years. But it's, it's good. Uh, it's old. I mean, it's old. It, I don't even know if it's even still on Netflix, but it's weird. It's weird. You're like the Kennedys are just such a strange family. Uh, too many weird people connected to them. Anyway, uh, 
so maybe the T-Rex's name is supposed to allude to that too. So that way all of uh, all the people like me who are watching that show with their kids can be like, oh yeah, just something to notice that your kids don't. Um, anyway, two crickets did not get eaten and they went and found refuge in an empty food dish. Uh, and I believe that that's when they decided, look, it's like when um, two virgins are on a crashing airplane and they're just like, should we just do this? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like they found a little comfort in and solace in the end, yeah. like with each other. It's like uh, it's like two two young kids in a storm storm shelter in like Berlin w- awaiting the the arrival of the Soviet troops. Exactly like that. It's like you you bang one out before you pull a grenade and hold it to your chest. <laughs> uh, so it's crazy though the way they do it. I'll probably just post a video on the story or whatever. But yeah, he go like the one on the bottom does all the work. So one is completely on top of the other. Like so, one cricket body fully under the other cricket body, and the little two like back in. They have like the two little like points that come out their uh, abdomen there. And the one on the on the bottom does all the work. It just keeps like a champ poking up into the other one. It's um, it's pretty cool. The nature, uh, the circle of life is beautiful. Uh, God's creation is truly lovely. I and- do like the idea. Sometimes I think about the fact that like, or just how strange it would be if humans reproduced in the same way that like other creatures do. Yeah, like violently like, and against their will. <laughs> <laughs> like, like dolphins or ducks. Or, oh wait, that's a, I almost spoiled it. Or like one of the uh, trivia questions on... on uh, ah, yes. <laughs> the, the upcoming that, episode. That does come up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, but even like plants. This is like, like second... This is uh, There's going to be a lot of animal fucking conversations apparently on this episode of the podcast. So imagine that was unintentional. You, imagine if you're reproductive success like depended on you just like holding your your seed outward in your hand and you have to count on me to walk by rub it against you know like rub it against me and then i transfer it to an awaiting uh you know female i bump into that female trying to get a little nectar or something and that's how a baby is made how different would that be You'd probably have a lot more children. Yeah, that's true. More than zero. You know what? Do you remember being a kid watching like Discovery Channel and shit? And it's like shows you like uh, like whales and uh, like just blowing their load into the ocean one after the other. <laughs> just gallons. <laughs> and it is, and I gallons of that salty brine. <laughs> you're like 11 or 12 and you're, are you trying not to like laugh your ass off while watching this? Because it's like, and I also remember... Uh, watching churning out chobani (laughs) it it looks like someone just like dumped a vat of yogurt into the atlantic you know uh boy okay so have has (laughs) wait 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 real quick have you ever okay because another thing while we're on discovery channel and uh watching animals come there was also uh i was watching a thing on like it was like discovery or animal planet it was like hunt for a giant squid and they found one, but I mean, they found a large squid. It was probably like on like the head of it was probably like four feet, five feet. It was probably four feet and the tentacles were real long. And it's like on this like cold slab, like steel slab in a lab. 
and the guy's like, it was clearly, uh, you know, it died in the pro like uh, uh, during its mating time. And he just grabs one of the tentacles and just like, like a tube of toothpaste squeezes out all the cum. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? I think that was the first, that must, I mean, I had to have watched that before I was old enough to like have regular grown up cum if I was even coming at that point in my life. And it was like, I'm like, is that, that? Does come you personally look like that? It's you're just disgusting. At the time, you're still making like uh, just like tween penis tears. Yeah, it's like it's like still it's basically pre cum. You basically just have pre cum for like two years of your life. <laughs> have you ever uh, have you ever ejected into uh the ocean whale style? I didn't know. I haven't. <laughs> I did one time. Not by myself. It wasn't weird. Oh uh, yeah, you're not making with, it less with weird. assistance from just a just a a nice lady <laughs> that lives here, and uh, your mom <laughs> just help just, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> just helping you no. out, showing you how it's done. No, but okay. So when you do, I mean, I'm sure it depends on your geographic region, but and the temperature uh, of the water, the pH fish level. Show up and eat it. <laughs> No, and that's not a lie. Okay, go te- go test the theory out. But yeah, like minnows showed up. I I just like was like chumming for sharks. You know? <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah, that was... <laughs> trying to get that girt. I can. We can honestly say that we had no intention of. We didn't know where we were going when we started this. All we had was that video of my crickets fucking, and this is where we ended up. So. <laughs> All right. I have to go apologize to my wife now. Yeah, she's gonna be probably she's gonna be mad at you for saying that. Um, she's gonna hate that you told that story. But I feel like a better person because of it. She's uh, a great lady. <laughs> great. <laughs> you sound like you're from like the 1950s when you talk like that about your wife. Well, she's a dandy. Dandy. A dandy now is like a very uh, it's like a male that seems gay but isn't or something like that. It's like very. I suppose. Anyway, whatever. Bit of a dandy. Anyway, we have uh, <laughs> we're cutting this uh, cutting this intro a little short because uh, we got a slightly uh, a slightly longer one for you guys today. But it's all worth it because we had on Casey Grimm and Adam McLaughlin. They are a lovely comedy duo uh, from Buffalo, New York. They have a podcast called A Couple of Nerds. It's a trivia podcast. These are these people are trivia junkies. They also host uh, weekly trivia competitions um, at a local at a brewery in Buffalo. Uh, they're working on getting some more uh, weekly and biweekly um, trivia shows. Host going. one at like a weed shop too. Yeah, that's right. They have the one at the weed like shop, weed the one bar. at the brewery. They'll talk about it at the end of the episode. They also um, and they come up. Adam comes up with all the trivia questions. I don't know if anyone's we've it's talked trivia about a little in bit, the but, loosest sense of the word. There's yeah. But There's not great. a lot of rules to it, no. which makes it way more fun. And you get points for, you know, funny answers. Maybe you get points for wrong answers that are better than the actual answers. It's like fun fucking trivia. It's not this geeks who drink bullshit where they just ask you the lamest questions. Like you could, I've done geeks who drink theme nights where it's like, I know a lot about the theme that they're going to talk about. And they're like, what color was so-and-so shirt when they were on 
the bus towards the end of the movie, and you're like, who what produced the, f- the sound on episode 131 of Seinfeld? Uh, the little kicks. Yeah, it. Geeks who drink is bullshit. Um, these people are hilarious. Uh, How about, okay, do you want a trivia question? Yeah, give me a trivia question. You, what one of your is... trivia questions on this episode should have been, what happens after you come into the ocean? I can't top, yeah, you know what, on second thought, I can't top that. All right, so we'll, uh, but anyway, Casey and Adam were fucking hilarious. They were so much fun. I, As I said last week, this was so, I mean, as far as I can remember, this is one of the funnest episodes we recorded. Uh, I thought it was just an absolute blast goofing around with them for an hour and a half. Yeah. Best. Very, very good time. You guys are going to enjoy it. So uh, check out their show, A Couple of Nerds. It's uh, just like it sounds, only nerds has a three instead of an E. And nerds. they got nerdy. a whole bunch of cool guests. Um, uh, Amy Miller. Yeah, that's Amy how I Miller found them. They had Amy Miller show. on the podcast, and that's and she posted about it, and I was like, "Oh, I should check this out." And very glad I did. Shout out Amy for doing their podcast and being a real one too. Who I'm going to see uh, in Vermont next week. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So enjoy our conversation with a couple of nerds. Hey, everybody! We are back with our guests. Guests, a guest duo today, Casey Grimm and Adam McLaughlin. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pronounced duo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise known as the Buffalo Comedy Power Couple, right? Oh, yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, yeah stats. Sounds sexier. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys, so um, I uh, I found your I found your podcast through the lovely and wonderful Amy Miller. And you guys, uh, you guys love your trivia. Uh, so I, I pulled just a couple just to get things going. A couple of great, Great. some, some trivia. Uh, I did. These are the same ones that I pulled a couple weeks ago when we first tried. So I, maybe this isn't super fresh anymore, but there are some new stories that I really particular, I was particularly fond of. So, uh, we're going to roll with it. Um, who's been indicted 400 times. <laughs> I think that's Jessica Body Ventura. Yeah, that sounds that yeah. sounds right. Former governor. Crappy <laughs> Doo was a tough pickle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crappy Doo. Uh, so my the first one was uh, recently a Chinese zoo had to be forced to deny claims of what? Um, was it was it? Was it selling the animals for food? Oh, that would be so fucking fun. I wish. It wasn't, but that also feels like something. They have like a good, they have like a real good deal with the local wet market. Is that what you were? <laughs> yeah, I, it's, you know, I read so many articles. That ha- there, there's at least one zoo that <laughs> claims that they yeah. were selling so, meat. That's probably a different zoo. Uh, yeah, somewhere in the world. I'll, I'll put the money on it. I'll Dude, I, I love the idea of a zoo being run like a clout house where it's like, it's like, hey, you got to get your numbers up, Wallaby, or you're out. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're into the they zoo. Gotta, out of the zoo. They got to get the zoo. funding. 
<laughs> Did you hear the story that Mike Tyson once uh, tried to pay ten thousand dollars to box a uh, a silverback gorilla? At a, no at a New way. York yeah. Oh my God. That's a real fucking. That was. That's real. That's yeah. Real. He didn't. He, he didn't. Would, they wouldn't let him do it. It would have yeah. killed him. It it would have literally punched his head off. It yeah. Would, yeah. That would be insane. A no, chimpanzee. I think a chimp can like rip human arms off, and those yeah. are way yeah. smaller than gorillas. They can that, like. They, I've seen video of chimps like pulling skin just down off the face. Yeah. Were, You've like, watched the video. The that's place. pretty cool. They go for Mike the Mike Tyson's walking CETE now. I mean, <laughs> that guy's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got some problems. He's, he's doing good. He's doing his best. You know, yeah. he's uh, yeah. he's he's microdosing. He's he's gonna just make yeah. it through the day. He's doing a lot of doing a lot of marijuana, doing a lot of mushrooms, trying to stay. He's not um, gonna kill anybody. <laughs> no, he's just, not gonna yeah. kill anybody. No more ears. I think that's what he tells himself every day. <laughs> every day. He's in yeah. constant therapy. It's like when uh, someone's trying to, like, what? Kick, yeah, kick any habit. It's just like his, his ears. He nibbles them all the time. And if he gets, like, <laughs> every day where he doesn't nibble an ear is just a victory. It's tough with sexual partners. Yeah. Uh, it just makes me, th I just, I think I cracked, like, because they say, like, we don't know the full story of why he bit off that dude's ear. What if? What? No, 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 no. You're right. I think he likes to nibble on ears, but usually it's gentle. It's like a little intimate, like, I'm having fun boxing with you, like that kind of thing. <laughs> and so he, like, reached around to do the nibble, and that guy, like, but for publicity they were like no you have to act like this was the plan the whole time some people were kissing in the middle of the ring oh my God, yeah. no, <laughs> you gotta make it tough it's like sneezing in the middle of opening a sunny d you're just like <laughs> <laughs> a sunny d. Or, oh man capri sun capri sun that's a botch joke <laughs> Speaking of Mike Tyson with the uh, with the ear thing, did you hear he has a line of edibles out now? He just no. announced it. They're called Mike Bites, and they're all in the shape of a little ear with a bite taken out of them. Uh, marijuana up. edibles. Nice. Shut up. Yeah. I need those. I'm some royalties out of that. <laughs> so what was the uh, what was the answer, Sam? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The. They had to deny claims that the bear they had was actually a human in a bear costume. Damn it. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. I forgot about that stupid. Have... I don't want to be here anymore. Have you guys watched <laughs> the video for it? <laughs> it's yeah. That, hilarious. It's like... like Hank Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the bear shit its pants. <laughs> He's doing that walk to the toilet paper roll. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's hilarious because it was a sun bear, right? Yeah, a sun yeah, bear. They're they're yeah. like notoriously ill-tempered, apparently. Uh, yeah, there's and they're small, and it is funny. I mean, I I wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it past uh some zoos to do all sorts of weird things, especially in light of the fact that other Chinese zoos have been accused of misleading people with uh, uh and the pictures for these are funny as shit too. So everyone should Google them. Uh, allegations including dying dogs to look like wolves or African cats. <laughs> and uh, the best one, though, and the pictures are uh, readily available, is uh, painting stripes on a donkey to make it look like a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. 
We've all been in a pinch. That's just called a performance art piece. I don't think there's <laughs> anything wrong with getting creative. All the stripes that they paid on it, it looks like when like a woman ugly cries with a lot of mascara on. By the end of the day, the stripes are just like dripping off and shit. <laughs> Maybe that's the type of animal it is. <laughs> I don't know. I like I want one of these donkey zebras now. <laughs> That's just your type, though. You like it with trash. <laughs> yeah. Like Wait, trash. trash? I thought it was just like horribly depressed, like to the point they stop washing <laughs> off the makeup and then it's just dripping down. But then they recently the divorced donkey. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, being that you guys are into like nerdy things, do you remember a movie called The Beastmaster? Oh yeah. 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 Have you seen what? that at all recently? Uh, but probably less than a year ago. <laughs> Isn't that the one with really? the guy who has the bird? The bird, the two bears, the two mongers, and the and the, a... the, the the tiger they spray painted. Black. Dude, they yeah. they painted a tiger. It's so much. It's so much worse in high definition. <laughs> oh god! It's like that's just house paint. It's just on this animal. <laughs> yeah, you could you could buy it when it was just like your grandma's like VHS like uh, recorded copy, like the VHS that she's recorded over sixty eight times. So it's just yeah. fuzz. When you're watching it in a TV that's encased in a giant eight by eight wooden box, <laughs> <laughs> you're spending more time looking at the box yeah. than yeah. the TV. It's so Those beautiful. Nice. They were beautiful pieces of furniture. I've. I, I think it's a shame that we uh, don't make furniture just to place our, our TVs. The problem is we just make our TVs too goddamn big now, you know? Yes. That is the problem. The, the, the TV aesthetic is something that hurts me because I want to live in a house that looks like uh, every scene in Clue. And Clue, you can't have a giant, horrible fucking robot screen right there. Like, I want... It's, you need to think that I'm reading books all day. Of course, I'm not reading books all day. That's a lot of but time you know I don't have. But I think we need a modern clue. That's what you're just saying. No, we need a more no. modern clue where there's modernized a clue, clue. unopened mail. Like, yeah. here's, here's my bunker of food for the apocalypse. My chemical toilets in there, stuff like that. Like <laughs> modern, the 2023 clue. But then, will the, will the aesthetic of the rest of the house be ruined for the modern? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want it's this. A, it's a very you small. Know. It's a very small. Like a very small apartment. Yeah. It's a loft studio. It's a loft. loft. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What? What is like a what's trademark? Uh, what's a trademark grandma? Like, well, I shouldn't say trademark. It doesn't have to be universal, but like, I feel like everyone has that thing where like you walk into grandma's house and there's just something immediately about it. Whether maybe she's a hoarder, maybe she has a, a lot of grandmas had collections. Um, was there anything yeah. that immediately apparent where you're like, that's my fucking grandma's house? I got one. Go for candy it. Candy dish, candy yeah. dishes full of candy. That you are not allowed to touch. You mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> don't touch the Werther's originals. Yeah, that's it. the Werther's originals. Yeah, man. Andy's like mints from 1982. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody eats it. Nobody's eating them. They're going to waste. But you're not allowed to eat them, you little pig. <laughs> mine would be, yeah. mine would be a uh, a border. That's like one decorating trend that's never coming back is like the you know the one foot border that circles oh. the room and it's just a recurring pattern of like chickens or vines <laughs> or you know Peace. a farm scene yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and then yeah. the the super yellow oak furniture that your grandparents are convinced yeah. is heirloom furniture stuff. My grandpa would look at the table and be like, be like that that table lasts forever. That's good oak. So my wife and I, every time oh, we look yeah. at furniture, we're like, that's good oak. <laughs> it's like not even really oak. It's the yellow is just they bought it secondhand and it's like cigarette smoke stained. Yeah. yeah. It's it oak laminate over banana cartons. <laughs> I think for for my grandparents, I the two things I remember are similar to the candy they had this really fancy little glass dish full of random pink and red little wax scented things that looked like candy and it was just weird because you would open it and it smelled super floral and you're like okay so then you close it and then not like why is this here you just it's like holding in a like it's like a flower fart yeah but it's like bottled <laughs> up they don't open it or anything so you're like and like i'm not gonna be a dick but also like i come from people that smell weird so and i'm one of them you know so i'm just saying like open the lid once in a while like why is it there you know yeah why do i have to smell like egg salad all the time yeah that's you get it lots of pickled eggs in my family i'm like in that case floral it up like just stink it up with flowers and then the other one, speaking of floral, was she had those velvety floral couches, you know, yes. just like flower, flower, flower in your face yeah. and somehow sad flowers. Indestructible yeah. couch. Yes. A couch oh, yeah. that will like, like, it's just going to like after the nuclear apocalypse, it's just going to be cockroaches watching like mash reruns on a floral couch. <laughs> orange floral couches i actually had one recently i just recently got rid of one because uh it well I'm, it was time for a change but i found it free on facebook marketplace and i think that would have been the same what I, family i got it from it was like one was like yeah my grandmother had this couch like gee this is a lot of people have farted in this couch that i'm about <laughs> to put in my basement that's crazy yeah. history of farts yeah. yeah the guy who uh gave it to you he came out there and just like touched it and went that's some good oak yeah <laughs> uh my grandma the classic uh wrapping the couch in anything not couch it's like you should throw a sheet over it a blank like it you never i don't I, to this day i don't know exactly what the couch looked like i never saw it not covered with a blue sheet and um and the other one she had like this giant like frame of like it was like had all the little w wooden panes in it and it was like just full of porcelain knickknacks yeah. Oh, yeah that's the type drawer yeah <laughs> yes we have a couple of those around our house oh okay. my my grandma never collected anything, but my grandpa did. My grandpa collected two things, model airplanes and Playboy magazine. He had a <laughs> stack of Playboy magazine literally as tall as I was when I was 10 years old. I Because it was around 10 where I finally reached at the top. I'm like, oh, my God. They were just a huge stack of Playboy magazines right outside you, the bathroom. You freaking Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. Because when I found them, you know who got in trouble? Me. I got in trouble, but they were literally stacked next to the bathroom like some weirdo. Yeah. Like oh, it's, man, right next to the bathroom. Like it's yeah. Reader's Digest. Draw I'm surprised you could even separate the pages. Like, do you think your grandpa 
did he did he go back and forth between Playboy and video poker while taking a dump or <laughs> this was before video poker. I guarantee I guarantee here's what happened. My grandfather got a, got a subscription to Playboy magazine and then literally read the articles and when he was done put them <laughs> on the stack and his wife was like you've got to get rid of those and that became the fight and so he just kept because he was never he was not a pervy man <laughs> my dad now he was a perv but my grandfather wouldn't it be so ever. funny if you saw the playboy and you got pumped and you opened it and all the nudes were cut out and it was just the articles left <laughs> <laughs> cut out pictures of clothes from another magazine <laughs> <laughs> you like that so pumped a... and you're just like well i guess i'll read this howard stern interview <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have to respect him i probably would read the back i'd be like this is great actually it's really it's not as distracting <laughs> all, really that's well left is a, all that's left is this jerry falwell interview what the <laughs> <laughs> all right i have another trivia question for you mm-hmm. this one is gonna knock your socks off all right, a Florida aquarium blames a manatee's death on what? Oh, I know this one. You do? I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure. Can I guess first? Uh-huh. A tampon. No, no. Down the water, that's, no? The no. That's a great the guess, though. Thank you. Because then it expands in the nose and blocks the airways. I love yes. that. That's a good guess. That's definitely but- killed a manatee before. Yeah, absolutely. In the ocean or something. Yeah, for sure. Because that's where they live. <laughs> In Florida, too. Yes. While they were having massive orgies, they were, they were, now, um, they were also getting tampons yeah. in there. Yep. But that's, that's the thing. There have been a series of massive uh, manatee, manatee orgies in Florida. And for some reason, manatees are really horny. The ones you're talking about... The brother manatee fucked his brother to death. Yes. Consensually. <laughs> consensually. And they had had a relationship for decades. They, yes. they've been doing this for a long time. They were in love. It's beautiful. Were they both physical? wearing Tommy Bahama shirts? Well, yeah, but that's just the thing. That's how manatees dress. That's why you don't notice them at the uh, Jimmy Poppin shows usually. <laughs> Plenty of manatees there. A manatee with a top hat and a a trench coat. Just... Just, yeah, just look for the mustache. You see a guy with a real big mustache. That's so good, dude. Is that is that true? Is that what yeah. happened? It uh, it yeah, it it pierced the uh, it pierced its colon, and it slowly. Oh. And they noticed after it had like started That's getting what... lethargic, it was like, Mr. but they were like, yeah, we edition. Know, they, they would they would yeah, like you said, it was consensual. They uh, there was no. They had no, uh, they were just like, yeah. They Can you this. kill it's, someone it, anally consensually? Yes, they've yeah. been doing it for hours. <laughs> the have been doing it a really long time. So it I lasted four, it lasted time. longer than four hours and they didn't consult a veterinarian. <laughs> That's what They're like, is he stuck in there? <laughs> it's uh, it said, uh, Hugh the manatee died from a 14.5 centimeter rip in his colon caused by a sexual encounter with a manatee named Buffet, and who happens <laughs> to also be his brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which oh honestly, they weren't even allowed to talk about this in Florida because of the "Don't Say Gay" bill and shit. They had just had to like keep it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> they had to just the, the article was just like Buffet went to be with our Lord and Savior. 
Yeah, it was, it was all they could print. <laughs> There were there were four kids who were suspended from school just for talking about it in the hallways. <laughs> just for mentioning the manatee. I'm gonna go to a buffet after this. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to DeSantis jail. <laughs> All the pudding you can eat. Oh, that's man. it that's all the trivia i got i mean i i just came in with those those uh those two you guys roll through your uh your trivia a little faster than we do but you guys got <laughs> questions be, to get through to be fair i uh i don't contribute anything to the trivia i'm just there getting angry so <laughs> <laughs> angry at your guests for being wrong all the time oh no no angry at myself for not winning because he tells me all this trivia and in yeah. my brain I'm just like blah 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 so the I real, don't hear him. The real premise of our show is that we've been married we've been together for like 13 years now and when I look up these trivia questions I tell them to my wife we're sitting on the couch sometimes we're watching TV sometimes we're having a joint sometimes it's dinner but I'll be like hey did you hear about the manatee that fucked his brother to death and she'll be like oh that's great and then a week later, I'll bring it up on the TV show or on the podcast, and she will not remember at all. So we put we pit her against other people, and they always beat her. They always beat her, but she has all the inside knowledge. She just has to listen. It's, it's like a Slumdog Millionaire happened, but he wasn't paying any attention. Yes, that's me. That is true. That's if- actually way too realistic i miss out on every single opportunity that is hinted towards me because i'm just like whatever it's not what's happening in my brain right now and what's happening in my brain the theme song to passions that's right passions i fucking love passions you're gonna have to what is passions what is this shut up oh my god okay well, tell them what year it's from. It's We're good Christian boys. We don't watch uh, smut like this. I feel like the, you're going to talk to us. Our parents smut. didn't make furniture out of out of pornography. Honestly, you're <laughs> probably right. This is probably too racy for your childhoods, but this is from like 1999-2000 is when it started, and it's a show about a there's like a witch. It's a soap opera. It's a soap opera. It's a soap opera. But it's Hell a yeah. witch. Because they're trying to do what Buffy did, but like daytime appropriate. So there's a witch with a doll and the doll is a talking doll. And they're going after this family that is uh, connected to God. And God says sends his angel down to help the family escape it. the witch. It's not selling it because it's here's, 13 years old. Here's what, here's He's like, I'm looking at their faces, total bewilderment. It's... It's like every other soap opera in the world, except instead of them being like, hey, let's talk about our relationship. It's like, no, I'm suddenly a witch now. Also, I have magic powers. And our neighbor, well, she's a demon. And, and then it goes right back to being a soap opera. And then, suddenly, <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, oh, by the way, there's a witch inside your computer that's trying to attack you. And that doll's alive and trying to kill you. Also, there's a wow. prom. And then it's like, it's horrible. It's so good. It's great. You can watch it on YouTube. The show is like, it tries to use things that were hot <laughs> in the year that it came out. So like one scene, um, they're doing carry. Like there's a whole carry bit where the main girl who is who's now God's 
favorite little lady. Uh, she just has these moments where she'll just glare at people and you're supposed to be all like, oh, zap, uh-oh, she's going to zap. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, you know, or, I'm not saying you should well, watch it. I'm just saying that's what <laughs> Princess Diana was really big. Yeah. So they based one of the characters on Princess yeah. Diana and talked all about how she's just like Princess Diana, but then Princess Diana died during the filming of the show. No, no, you're wrong. That, no. <laughs> oh, that. Well, Meryl Qualms. Than that, Be, because Diana had died when the show came out, and so the very first episode, right. Diana was dead. And the the big connection was supposed to be that the American girl who looks like Diana was also besties with Princess Diana, yeah. and she lived in Paris. Yeah, and they were. It was horrible. It was horrible. Oh my How word. So Pivot. They just like Pivot. wrote her into their terrible plot. Yes. yes. Like three and days after her murder, and very casually. So, so heavy handed. Like, so heavy handed. There's one scene where the American girl, who's supposed to be Diana, walks down the street, and a Parisian sees her and goes, "Who is that? She looks like a princess." And you're just like, "What are you doing?" And then a few so minutes later, someone else is like, "She's like Princess Diana," and you're like, "What? Don't do this! Really Don't talk like this!" Yep. Well, so, that sounds like a uh, incredible show. Uh, the <laughs> only thing with angels in it I watched was occasionally touched by an angel. Uh, also, uh, a, the name of a show that would definitely not make it through the testing now. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh did, yeah not a great one um so adam you're the you're the trivia man you're finding all the questions that's a yeah. lot i i struggle to find too so respect for doing that weekly oh well, thank you you guys also um you guys also host like a trivia thing too right what you do a live show every every week what's this what's that so we have a uh, live show at a brewery every week and then we have a live show at a uh cannabis lounge every other week damn and um, the brewery one, it's like super intense and really, really silly. Everyone gets into it because the right answer gets you points, but stupid answers, funny answers, and doodles get you points as well. Um, so a lot of people come in and do like inside jokes and like make bits out of it and get really into it. Draw penises on their cards. Lots usually. of penis yeah. drawings. Get points for those. I think it's delightful. <laughs> it's it's always fun. Um, That's so fun. That's so much better than uh is it geeks who drink is like the mass market trivia, which is honestly trash. And usually the people who host it are insufferable. Thank you. Yeah. And, so. and they're getting paid very little to do it. And it's mass. Uh, it's just mass questions. Whereas we do questions usually specifically for the venues. Yes. Like the questions we give to the marijuana club are usually a lot easier and more straightforward than the ones that we would do with the <laughs> drunk crowds. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Like, we really streamline it. And the whole formula is different. Like at yeah. the brewery, we're, we're more like you can kind of make fun of each other. We're at the pot lounge. You're like, hey, you guys are doing great. And no one's <laughs> mad. You know, I can't tell you're high. I can't even see it. I like I know you're smoking right yeah. now in front of me. I don't even see it. There's a lot of reminding them that it's not a test. Yeah. Like, hey, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You we're know, having fun. You know, it's okay. <laughs> That so oh you can uh you they have establishments where people can just smoke in Buffalo. Yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. it's it's officially it's in legal Chicago. in New York, mm -hmm. and so the place we go to is in Chictawaga. But yeah, they're it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm in Massachusetts. I mean, it's legal recreationally. You can just 
pop into a store and buy it. It's um, but I don't think there's any places where you can go and then smoke and then leave. <laughs> right. Without yeah. a cop planting themselves out and just handing out DUIs before yeah. you, like, you turn the key and they're like, here you go. They already have your license plate written down. Yeah, right. All you got to do, though, is not smoke for like an hour and then you're back to, you're back to normal. That's Because th I was thinking the same thing. I get paranoid every time we leave. Well, I mean, I'm paranoid anyway because I'm at the club. But um, And I usually stop smoking like, you know, an hour before we leave. Yeah. So that way I'm all like sobered up. And I'm really worried about it. But then I'm like, wait a minute, every bar in the world, like, people drive and you cannot sober up in an hour. There's no way, at least not the way I usually do. No. Like, no. God. Yeah, no. you can text a day or two. And anyone who's like, oh, I should probably wait another hour before I go. It's like, you're still going to be wasted. But that's you're still gonna be wasted. We'll, I'll, I'll play this game where we pretend like that'll be fine. And we won't talk about it tomorrow. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, somebody got like... busted uh right in front of my house last week i live out Just, in the middle of honestly, nowhere too pretty wild happenstance because yeah you're in the middle of nowhere the fact that that happened in front of your house is crazy dude the amount of like empty liquor bottles that i find <laughs> along the road like <laughs> on my little stretch of road there is insane i think somebody or maybe several somebody's drives drunk all the time and uh, probably but... one guy one yeah. old man just yeah. an ordinary old man drinks a whole bottle of jack every day he's drinking out of like a fifth just <laughs> pounded it plastic bottle stuff but duis are no joke i i was in my no. hometown i'm from a tiny tiny town and uh i was there once at the at the only bar downtown and i watched a woman get a dui on a snowmobile <laughs> the cop was at the bar too and, she, and the cop was like hey you're drunk don't get on that snowmobile i have to give you a ticket and she's like fuck you you can't have a ticket for a snowmobile and he's like no you really can any vehicle you can go to dui don't you tell me what to do and then i watched her get arrested i'm like oh poor anna and then she peter's snowsuit <laughs> what about bicycles uh, or electric bicycle, where they draw the line. That's what I want to know. I think it's, I, I don't think it matters what vehicle, it matters how drunk. Yeah. Because I know for <laughs> a fact I could have been arrested while riding a bicycle on several occasions. I've yeah, because then you're just drunk in public and that's generally. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, and you're also hitting people with a bicycle because you're drunk off your ass. <laughs> Dude, that's, that is, that's that's how it works it, it, a vehicle you're in case so you get a dui and as soon as the gray area is uh jeeps with the tops off or convertibles you're like yeah are you also drunk in public see that's the thing if you hit something with Jeep's your car drunk. you want to be thrown you want to be thrown <laughs> from the vehicle. Hey. get it over with no points on the license. right and then you put the person you hit behind the driver's seat and you lay under the car and you call nine yeah. you're thinking like a that's capital Dude, okay, let's say you're drunk, you have five miles to go. In a purely hypothetical circumstance, you can pick any mode of transportation you want. What do you feel most comfortable on getting from point A to point B? Helicopter. <laughs> That's the worst the answer. <laughs> you said any vehicle I want, and I think being that drunk, only five miles, I could probably figure it out. You, that's terrifying. That terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> oh, God. Not only are you going to crash, you're going to mulch so many yeah. pedestrians. <laughs> yeah. You're taking so many people out with you. 
<laughs> if oh. I could have it my way, I think it would be like a scooter. I think the scooter and I have the perfect relationship to travel safely when I'm wasted. Like just a low scooter. Maybe a I've seen a lot of videos of oh. people who believe that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking motorless scooter, not one of those uh, fun city ones. No, no, no. If I'm going to hurt myself, I'll do it sober. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I, do, I do a tandem bicycle. Because I don't want to be alone. But solo? <laughs> Just solo on a tandem bike? Get on the back. Whoever's with me, let's do this. If let's I'm get getting hurt, we're both getting hurt. Here we go. I'm going to say a radio flyer filled with my puke and urine. Specifically. Is this before or after you get in? Yeah, like specifically full of puke and urine. Was it prepped in advance? I want to do it on the way so it's warm. Oh, okay. It's a collection. I see. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into a tepid pool of puke and urine. I want it. To yeah, be I mean, that's, that's what I was know. worried about. That's what I was worried about. It's like yeah, a frog like... in a boiling pot. You know, in a in a hot pot. It's like if yes. it cools down on the way while I'm in it, then I won't notice. Yeah, it'll be refreshing if anything. It's, it's, <laughs> Just you're gonna have to like. You're gonna have to think about what you eat. You don't want it to be too acidic. You know, no oranges because. That's true. Then even while it cools, you're gonna get a spicy bottom. <laughs> that is so, true. What's the yeah. worst thing you've ever puked up? Ooh, man, I really blocked, but I'm puking. I've got it. I've got one. So, um, I was just newly pregnant and barfing all the time, and at one point, but I'm also super hungry and craving stuff. So at one point, I'm like, okay, I, I really want scrambled eggs with spinach and feta. And I tell Adam, and Adam's like, are you sure? You've been puking a lot. And I'm like, yeah, but I can tell. Like, I want it so badly, it's probably going to make me feel better. And it didn't. And I threw up <laughs> some very sharp cheese. And, uh, and, and, yeah, the textures weren't great. Um, and it took about two and a half years for me to eat feta or eggs. Again. Oh, yeah. So that is a, uh, That's a bad one. <laughs> That's, there, there you go. <laughs> I could say just for being a parent, cleaning up hot dog barf is a nightmare. Ooh, hot dog yeah. barf. My my daughter threw up hot dogs, uh, and she it's been two years, almost two years since she's had one. She's like, nope, still Ooh. will not touch them. Which it's like yeah, you're well, a hot dog is just supposed to be your favorite food. <laughs> no, but if you I because I have a core memory of that too of just seeing the hot dog chunks. That we're in it's your bad. stomach and then it's over. I don't want to eat hot dogs ever again. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. It's kind of like bad. opening a package of packing peanuts and then just having to like get them all back in. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did like spicy chili at some point, which was rough. It was very yeah. hot. Very hot Deeper. the second time. Or a monster. Like an energy drink coming oh, back up. Those is smell rude. like vomit going down. Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Double vomit. <laughs> I don't even know. I, it's once, like... uh, I once, for some reason, I don't know, we were probably really high, but I ate a lot of meatballs. We got a we got a pizza <laughs> with meatballs on it, and I only ate the meatballs, and it did not feel good at all. Something was probably, I probably shouldn't have eaten any of that fucking pizza. Anyway, the point is, middle of the night, I woke up, and I threw up, 
and it was just a salad log of meatballs that came out, and it was the worst. <laughs> it wasn't extreme pizza in San Rafael. Yeah, That's what it, was. it was horrible. It was horrible. Like to the point, I woke I woke Casey up. I was just like, this makes no sense. You're just firing <laughs> off a meat torpedo in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, like a, it was like I was pooping out of my mouth. <laughs> you made like you made meatball. a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have to say though that um I did a poll because Adam and I had argued about this for years because in my early twenties I would get the flu and throw up and stuff and we lived together <laughs> and every every time I threw up I'd go in the kitchen and make a giant bowl of spaghetti. And he was like, What are you what? doing? We're going to have to edit this and out. I'm sorry. Like, well, I love spaghetti. Um, and so I really want to eat it. But also, I don't want to like get the carbs. And when you throw it up, it's just like a more acidic tomato sauce. So it's just like you're throwing up spicier spaghetti. The way you explained it was, if I'm going to throw up, I'd rather be throwing up spaghetti. Plus, this way I get to eat spaghetti. I'm like, most people don't want to eat anything when they have the flu. Yeah, that's like it's like so strangely relatable. Like I can follow your train of logic there. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, I got that straight in me. It's it's one step removed from an eating disorder. It's like eating disorder adjacent. You're like, the will is there. Like the appeal of it is certainly I get mm. it's like uh I think before we hit record, we uh discussed the tapeworm diet and it's it's uh, or malaria contracting malaria to look good for beach season, and we're we're back here because it it makes some sense. <laughs> if I'm going to keep growing up, let me just eat all the food that I'm supposed to avoid because it's like not eating it anyway. That's no, I it's and it's I'll I'll just preface with like I grew up with a total almond mom like. There, they they kept like a book on a table where I would write down what I ate during the day so they could track oh, how much I was eating. Holy shit! So I am straight up from eating disorder territory. Um, but at the same time, like it's something that was so ingrained in like millennials, I think, too, like young women. Like we were very much taught, like, are you hungry? No, you're not. Wait longer, you know, <laughs> and so. <laughs> I would 100% discourage my child from this logic and I would pretend I don't think it, but I absolutely think about like, <laughs> hmm, I'm going to throw up later. How about ice cream? That's like barfing a warm chocolate shake. Let's do I, okay, it. Let's... Well, actually, if you're going to throw something up, I mean, ice cream's probably the way to go. Ice That's cream comes up the way it goes down. It's a great food for that, actually. What you, what you call barfing, I call free calories. See, see, oh, my, man. oh man, 13-year-old me would have been like, you hacked it. Yeah. You hacked it. Listen, so that's like I feel like it sounds like I'm like spin the, send their kids to uh soccer camp for the entire summer. Like you just did that, but with eating disorders, basically. <laughs> yeah. like an eating disorder is intensive. <laughs> well, yeah, like Remember how openly people would say like fat camp where it was like, ew, gross, because you're fat. You got to go to a camp where it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, a fitness, like a health and fitness camp or like yeah. an outdoor activity camp. Yeah. Like, yeah. Heavyweights. Yes. 
was gonna say we can't knock the whole fat camp thing too much because it did give us one of the greatest movies of all time. So it was Mighty all Ducks. those people who, yeah. who lost yeah. their lives to pave the way for that movie. <laughs> so I'm just I'm not saying it was worth it. I'm just saying thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> you covered both ends of that spectrum there so well done <laughs> hey, thank you. i feel like every few months i have to watch that clip of ben stiller from ten heavyweights where he's like all the kids are weighing in and they're all heavier than when they came and yeah. he's freaking out <laughs> and he like turns his back and he's like how you doing little tony it's like bad it's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest uh -huh. clip <laughs> I never had to watch heavyweights again. I know. Now I'm oh. like, damn, I missed that scene. It's a good it's one. Good. I rewatched it last summer, and it, God, holds up. Uh, I hadn't really sat and watched it for a, a quite some time, but I, it was like a bunch of people having a movie night. We picked that, and it is a fantastic movie. Uh, I don't, I can see why it might not be some people's favorite now, but I think it holds up quite well. Well, I think it's one of those weird things too, where where, you know, when we do a satire that's supposed to, like, make fun of something toxic, people can can see that as somehow encouraging toxicity. Because you're, you know, what if you think this character's cool? So then do you think it's a good idea? But also at the same time, we need this kind of content out there because it validates kids who are going through that shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's a really, it's the whole thing is, the premise is really fucked up. It's not the movie's fault. No. Because it's reality. Yeah. The reality bred the, the premise. <laughs> and they forced children to go to fat camps and then wondered why they were depressed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it like, yeah. Uh, sorry, honey. You need to go to ugly camp this summer. Garrison Dumb Dumb Camp. Now we're talking about the Princess Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> there was a. Uh, uh, an episode of Hey Arnold where uh, Harold the bully goes to a like a it was like a cruise for fat kids uh, yeah. and he comes back even fatter and but uh, and it's like the cruise was like all they had was salads and stuff and he comes back fatter and no one wants to say anything about it because they're all like what the, what happened but they don't want to ask and then he has like a breakdown at the end he's like and then I was so stressed out about losing weight that, and all I had was salad but I just kept eating it and eating it and eating it it's like <laughs> I was like oh my god but that's funny too because it's like the exact like to send a kid to that and then be like it's time to lose weight and to stress a kid out so that way they're like they know when people come back it's like if you don't look different it's gonna be a you're gonna have to answer some questions that you yeah <laughs> there's no good outcome it's in this situation. either you come back fatter the same or you lose the weight and either you've developed an eating disorder and yeah. you have body dysmorphia or you you boomerang right back to yeah. even fatter than you were because nobody's screaming at you for eating eggs anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, no one woke you up at 5 a.m. to do push-ups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or school. Exactly, weird. exactly. You can, you can definitely berate people into changing their habits and lifestyle. Oh, right? yeah. Speaking of Christianity. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all how you do it. Absolutely, absolutely. I find, uh, I find that when my parents got rid of their religion, specifically my mom, because she was raised very, very Catholic. Um, it was almost like she had to replace that with um, 
focusing on on my weight and like my body so that she could be like there I can still hammer on what a failure your failure you are and how disappointed I am but I'm not using God so it's different I'm doing better <laughs> no more God like you All new you suck and you ruined my life but that's not God's fault that's your fault <laughs> <laughs> did your mom ever do did she ever do Adkins Oh my God, that's what she had me on. She wanted me in ketosis constantly. She had me like peeing on those sticks to check and be like, oh, not yet. Got to keep doing it. Like, yeah, they were obsessed with Adkins. Oh, Dude, that was God. the heyday for Adkins. Yeah. Because I definitely yeah. did that in high school too, which, oh my God, I would love to look like I did in high school. Mm. But I was doing, I was literally like going through the drive through as a senior in high school, getting like eight sides of McDonald's bacon to lose weight, you know. <laughs> that it's true. I had a uh, I had friends who would do it, and they would go and order. They'd get like McDoubles with no bun, and you're like, "What? I mean, that I don't. What are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> I feel weird exactly. eating here with you now. I don't. <laughs> so now you've made this horrible poison unpleasant on top of everything else. Like, like why don't you just eat dog shit? <laughs> Their patties aren't that good. the The saltiness of the patties is counteracted by the heaps of sugar in the buns. Man, yeah, like, you really yes. need the whole thing together to make it food. <laughs> One part of any fast food on its own is very questionable. Yeah, <laughs> the bun the bun acts as like a natural tums. <laughs> it's it's literally like it's literally like a turd patty between two tums tablets. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> works its way around there it's a protective shell to <laughs> process food through your body you remove the tongues and all of a sudden you're making hot dogs later <laughs> it only works if you swallow it whole though like you can't you can't mess with the, the pat it has to go down the way that it was constructed that's right See, that's the thing that i want to throw up because it would come up exactly the same. There'd be no difference. <laughs> McDonald's hamburger. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay. So, do you, do you, case... what? What? Pa did your parents have? I was talking about this with somebody the other day. But did your parents have any like weird habits that they were like religious about? Because mine would. My parents would go through McDonald's and get six supersized diet cokes with no ice and that was like that was 98 percent of the liquid that they drank oh my god <laughs> for, like, for like 15 years so all this crap about aspartame killing you i mean i don't oh believe it because i mean my parents should be dead <laughs> and that they would drink them throughout the day even if they would like they must lose carbonation well, you, at that you point. You have to, you have to get no ice, or else they get watered down. Hence the no ice. So yeah, you so, you drink one, you put the other two in the fridge so that you can, uh, you know, it's you can ration your diet cokes throughout the day. <laughs> the whole day, unbelievable. That Did is cool. Ever, I got a crazy life hack. It's called a two liter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that McDonald's. McDonald's fountain drinks, man, they just hit different. They, they do taste different. They taste one hundred percent different. It's I'm like uh, it's like compare it to the like. You, are you drinking a Budweiser or are you drinking like a craft beer? Right. It McDonald's fountain drinks is the craft beer of soda. I'll stand by that. <laughs> I 
I think I think that's fair. I, I think, think canned cool. canned is paramount. But then yes, a fast food, a fast canned. food. You are you are you're blowing my mind right now with the with the coming in with the cans. Oh, can over can bottle all day. No, but not two liter. I feel like if you're working off of like a sixty or a twenty, whatever the twenty ounce. I feel like a twenty ounce bottle of soda always hits better than any other any other kind of soda crazy i gotta open that can and put it on ice there you go now it's nice (laughs) the ice helps because canned soda is more i feel like it's more heavily carbonated when you crack it so the ice kind of like dulls that down but drinking it out of the can is a no-go for me unless it's real cold i that's fair i have to be real thirsty but it's only because um like i started watching tiktok because i'm an idiot and so now we all are we're all idiots here okay well for some reason I'm on a chain of TikToks where they go into gas stations and convenience stores and they do swabs of the cans. <laughs> um, you shouldn't drink out of the can. You shouldn't drink out of the can. And you know the thing? What's on? The them? thing that they say, it's not because the can gets dirty. It's because the air filtration system in the refrigerators has never been cleaned. So it's just pushing bacteria all over the place. <laughs> That's gross. I've ruined your lives. What's the what's air on filtration? Them? What are they the showing air, is on them? The air huh? filtration system's directly next to the toilet, and that's the problem. <laughs> well, the air filtration system is like the um, it's the same as the ice ice system in uh, fast food restaurants. If you don't clean it, it it ends up having stagnant water, and then the stagnant water all, all you got to do is get a little bit of bacteria in it, and then it's like heaven. They love it. <laughs> See, this is why this is why I say I I am a very neat person. I'm not a clean person. I can't I be bothered with this bacteria stuff. Yeah, that's why he be- that's why he didn't believe in COVID. He was just like, this doesn't work for my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> this fact is inconvenient to me. And it does not exist. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Casey, did your parents? Uh, well, you said mom. Parents, mom? Uh... Parents, both okay. of them. Yeah. Uh, did they give up religion when you were a kid? Were you born into religion? They gave it up and you have a memory of that? Or did they give it up prior and they just held on to the legalism and insanity? <laughs> they gave it up prior, but they hadn't yet given up uh, utilizing their family for babysitting so that they could travel. So, so you got baptized. I get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was. <laughs> around yep i was around catholicism i was around a little mormonism too um i went to a lot of random religious daycares because my parents were very much like anywhere but with us and so ironically like my parents were very like yeah we're atheists and i would just be like i don't know what i am i've decided there's so many cool options i'm going to a synagogue tomorrow you know I think I'm just unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was funny, too, because my mom had this ironic twist where anytime my mom saw me leaning towards religion, she would be all like, we're atheists in this house. <laughs> that, I, I saw it. it's, the, it's the same. Um, it's just a reskinned religious upbringing then at that yes. point that's yes. what's so funny about it is like we're christians in this house it's like we, this is how christians act it's like what it, i mean 
what could you I mean you drifting it's funny too because in, at least in Christianity you're like uh you might like want to hang out with your friends or have a sleepover uh, where maybe there's it's a co-ed sleepover or like someone smoking a cigarette or you're, it's like it's always actions the funny thing about Christianity with kids is like they're there's a lot of actions that most people would prefer their children to avoid until they're a certain age, right? Like you don't want your 15 year old trying cigarettes. So you hope that like maybe religion will convince them that, you know, if you push the hell message strong enough that they'll avoid <laughs> shit like that. But at least like it's in the same vein as like, it's say vein is like typical parenting where you're trying to figure out how to get your kids to avoid certain things. And, Maybe it's a win when they hate God instead of you, maybe later, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just think that the whole, like, what, the reaction to, like, you drifting towards something and there being, like, a, where are atheists in this one? It's like, because I thought about something different. I'm like, it's not like I'm, like, I'm not experimenting with any weird drugs. I'm not, like, that you're getting, you're getting, uh, that's so funny to me. That's well, such that's, a, that's, a that's, total flip to, like, my experience and the experience of, like, my peers growing up. Oh yeah, well that was kind of the irony because I was doing a lot of drugs and I was <laughs> like, I was like following bands around and hooking up with random people. And basically every time my parents saw me, I'd be like, well, I don't know how long I'm gonna live. Hopefully not long, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you really like, pushed the AC oh. thing so good that like, I've drifted into nihilism, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, I remember one day uh, I tried to come out about being like into women as well as men. And I thought like, oh, well, my parents are atheists. They'll be so cool about this. And so I casually was like, yeah, I'm dating a woman right now. She's really great. I want you to meet her. And my mom was just like, that is disgusting. And I just remember looking at her just like, oh, my God, you need therapy. Like something, something's not working here. <laughs> it's like the real like like religion aside the real boomer conviction and number one tool in the toolbox is like anxiety driven abstinence yeah. yes <laughs> every, every belief like serves anxiety driven abstinence for your kids that's what it comes down to yes. <laughs> you know, a lot of it that's yeah i don't know my dad my dad was more than happy to, to have me go out and get laid i did he was my my dad i remember okay so here's a so my dad quit religion like basically he clearly didn't give a crap about religion after he got back from vietnam if i had to guess understand to humor yeah. to humor my grandma he would take me to church it's hard to watch day, he's like i'm never going bayonets to their skull and be like there is a god and he does love us <laughs> <laughs> he loves all of humanity yeah that's how he came back but Just... i remember once i broke up with my first girlfriend oh yeah so i broke up with my first i have so many horrible stories <laughs> i broke up with my first girlfriend and i was in my room for like three days crying and i finally come downstairs to have dinner and it's meatloaf and i see the meatloaf and i'm like Janelle loved meatloaf, and I start crying. Because <laughs> right? I'm like 16, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wiener. And I start running to my room, and my dad stops me on the stairs for real, a, a good father-son talk. And he's like, Adam, I just want you to know, you know, were you guys having a problem in your sex life? And I'm like, what? What are you talking oh, about? And he's like, 
your sex life? Were you not uh, doing it enough? I'm like, what? It's like, because sometimes you got to do it twice. You don't want to do it twice, but sometimes you got to just, after you do it once, you wait a while and do it twice. I'm like, fuck you. Wow. That's progressive <laughs> yeah, parenting. Very sexual positive. <laughs> yeah. Did he she talk said about she condoms, didn't though? want sex. She wanted <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> she wanted the meatloaf. She wanted to watch me fuck the meatloaf. And that is she started things dating went a south. woman. She started dating another person, a woman. So that's why we broke up. But I couldn't tell my dad. Um, because then that would be a conversation. But yeah, no, he showed me how to put on a condom. He he taught yeah. me how to put on a condom. When Go I ahead and uh, explain that a little more. Old. It was two years after this conversation. Me, my brother, my two sisters, he sat us all around. I was the oldest one. I was about to go to college. And I'm like, I don't need to know this. I already know this. And he got out a vacuum cleaner extension and put it between his legs. <laughs> and then he tried to put a condom on. And he couldn't put it on. And I had to reach over and turn the condom over so it was the right way on. And slide the condom on my dad's vacuum cleaner penis. So... I love, I love like, that there's this whole idea that you need to teach. Just talk to kids about condoms. You don't look. I was your uh, quintessential straight lace Christian boy. Casey and I both were. We did not have sex until we got married. And my first time trying to put on a condom was a major success. I mean, I nailed it. Uh, it's. It was because you hear all these things. Oh, you got to show people, teach it in high school. It's like shockingly it can, it's like a usb like plug it in a usb you do it wrong the first time you flip it around then it goes on it's fine it's <laughs> i've never put one on and i hope if i ever have to that like my dad will be there to kind of like <laughs> your first time swinging at a t-ball you know he kind of reaches around you guys are both holding the bat <laughs> if i told my dad this he would die <laughs> Good thing he doesn't listen. <laughs> My parents' idea of uh, sex education, and they literally would brag to people about this, is they bought two books about what sex is and how people have it, and then they gave them to me and said, if you have any questions, just read those books. <laughs> that is another that is parallel very... to Christianity. We were handed books about abstinence, though. Where It's like a book gets like a, a crack appears in your door and a book gets like side chucked <laughs> and the pages split open and it like whiffs through the air it's like, like a, a metal fucking plate flying full saucer. of in a yeah. prison it's like the count of monte cristo <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's a wonderful little book called i kiss dating goodbye by joshua harris yeah wow. and it's about uh, courtship and abstinence till marriage. And that guy also uh, recanted everything he wrote, feels pretty bad about it. And he was a former guest on the podcast, if anyone wants to listen to it. Um, but uh, that it's like you have a lot of funny parallels uh, with Christianity, despite it being an irreligious upbringing. <laughs> Adam, you're, um, so you said your dad kind of quit religion, um, but you had also... Uh, I, my understanding is that you did spend some time in church. What, what brought you there? And what was that experience for you like? My grandma. My grandma brought me there. Here's what it was like. First, it started with me. It would be the whole family would go. 
But then my dad and my mom didn't want to go anymore after my brother was born. They were too busy. How and old so were you? I was four. Okay. <laughs> and so my memories were of me being in the park that was across the street from my house, having a great time. And then my grandparents' car would pull up and I'd cry and they'd <laughs> drag me to church. And, then, and and I hated it. And then after church, we'd have um, we'd have uh, breakfast at a place. And I hated, I hated, hated, hated church until I think it was second grade, third grade, when we started having religion class. So all the Catholics in my school, we all got to leave school uh, yeah. two hours early on Wednesday to go to religion CCD. class. CCD. Uh, I loved it. It was never more fun. We abused those nuns terribly. <laughs> those poor women. Uh, just all the, it turns out all the worst kids in our school were all Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's yeah, the funny thing the figure yeah yeah all the parents are like I just look up a nun's dress that was fun oh yeah. my god yeah we would just uh yeah i spent i spent um a month i think it was fifth grade pretending to be an italian exchange student every time <laughs> funny because they'll deal like church like school is just like if you start acting like a bitch they like that they're like you have detention get the fuck out of here but like you leave every wednesday to act like an asshole and they just have to like deal with yeah, she's just the like love of christ be with you for that and like what's that probably i don't know i was going here before this like i was a horrible little boy i was the worst <laughs> <laughs> but you passed CCD because they need to push you through the system. It's a lot like school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> End of the day. You got to get those numbers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have people, but it is funny that the worst kids, because uh, it's parents who are probably like around first grade, they're like, oh, fuck. We have one of the shitty ones. We should probably get into church and see if that can fix this. That's probably it. Like, we'll put them in Catholic church. They're really bad. It's like, yeah. <laughs> nah, this is boring. Catholic church is boring. There's a lot of stand up, sit down. They stopped doing it and laugh. Pull your pants down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. I remember going to church with my grandparents. My grandfather was like so important to him. He was the kind of Catholic where he had no like hobbies really because he was so focused on just being a good person. So he was just like, when I'm not in church, I'm volunteering at the fire department. Or I'm, you know, getting involved in the community somehow and just trying to, you know, not hate myself for existing. And yeah. uh, so he would, he took me to church and I remember hating it, but also feeling like I should go because it was important to him until one day when I found out that uh, Catholics don't believe that pets go to heaven. Um, I had one cat and no friends. And I remember weeping. I was weeping the whole car ride home. And I told my grandpa, I'm like, I cannot follow your God. If he cannot let me have my cat when I die, I can't, I can't do this. And after that, he very solemnly said that he didn't think I needed church anymore. And I could stay home while they wow. went to church. And then I got to watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> He decided it was too late for you. <laughs> I love that they draw the line. Like the amount of kids who could have been saved from eternal damnation at five years old if they just were told they could have their pets come. Like, 
what's the word? They're gonna get it's heaven, right? They're gonna get yeah. there. Like, this place fucks, and they're not gonna <laughs> miss their cat. They're just gonna know. They're like, if it's as good as they say it is, everyone's gonna love it, even if their pets aren't there. So just give them that peace on earth. And just, could you like, imagine some seventy-eight year old man gets to heaven? He's like, "Where's my turtle Tony from when I was five? <laughs> Where's <laughs> Tony? Tony? Little Tony?" Didn't the didn't Pope Francis change it now so you can bring pets? Where I'm like, you're lying to me. Yeah, you're that's only Catholic. Lying. That's Don't. Only Catholic. Yeah. But only we get pets. Only if you buy the Catholic Church approved cat carrier, though. Otherwise, you're... <laughs> right? you got to get your cat baptized. Just dunk them in water. <laughs> it don't pay for itself. <laughs> if you it's like, like it, it's like indulgences, but. Like they no longer offer those for humans, but they just like blatantly start being like, "Well, how much do you love your dog? <laughs> Can you write a check?" And that's funny. They draw the line at pets. Like it, it's something they have to come up with a theology for, right? So it's got to be something about the way that like the human and animal souls imprint on each other. Otherwise, it's like because elephants, sure as shit, are gonna fucking be non-existent. Uh, and if it's like if it's not a pet, it, it can't make the cut because uh, yeah. we all know there's only a limited room. There's limited room in heaven. So and oh. the bigger animals are just intrusive. Like if it's already limited on space, so you can't let the big ones in. I think I think he has a very boomer outlook on on life where it's like life that is not immediately useful or profitable to me is worthless, you know. <laughs> That's how that's how like boomers view nature in general. They're just like, if I can't squeeze some oil out of this tree trunk, yeah. <laughs> then why have it? It's just blocking my view. It's yeah. so true. You're telling yeah. me if I level this forest, I can get a bigger boat? Yeah, I mean, I don't see the problem with that. That's like, <laughs> why would that be a problem? The freedom of birds is an insult to me. I'd have them all in suits. <laughs> They give you some spiel on how many pieces of paper you can get from like a redwood. They're like, did you do you even get it though? Like, how many pieces? Do you know how many rings you can get out of one redwood? And they act like that's like it's a good exchange. You're like, that's found. Yeah, fair. right. Like, it's we your should... mind blown. <laughs> it's pretty worthwhile when you look at it. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying we could exploit this piece of innocence until it's rubble. I don't know what the problem is with that. Or if you start to push back, they're like. Oh, just think about how many paper straws you could make out of this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they owned me. Now they got me. I'm sold. Love paper straws. <laughs> okay. Paper so... straws are trash. They are actual trash. Sucks. They're garbage. I just don't like straws in general. I just skip straws yeah. whenever possible. Yeah. I just fair. I. I appreciate the compromise of still giving us plastic cups, but giving us a little sipper out of them now at Starbucks. Yes, like... that's the thing. <laughs> Adults need to nut up and stop being such whiny babies and accept that we all like sippy cups. Yes. I want a sippy cup. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's more that boomer bullshit where it's like, oh, you outgrew sippy cups. Like, oh, my, mouth, drink out of a mug. my mouth still works the same fucking way. Give me yeah. a sippy cup. They're like, this isn't a sippy, a sippy cup, cup, it's a flask. <laughs> it's so different they put, they put a straw in their flask <laughs> a sipper on my cup and feet on my sweatpants 
Okay, so I have to ask. So a couple of nerds. I assume you guys are you guys are pretty steeped in like nerddom. What's what is like uh what's your chosen like fandom? What what do you like the best? I guess for me it would probably be Dungeons and Dragons, oh. um comic books, not comic book movies, comic books. <laughs> yeah, they and make- um and then practical effect sci-fi like old school doctor who yeah seventh season doctor who where you can see the cardboard awesome i mean i hate doctor (laughs) who but i get it you know the appeal it's like i feel like that is adjacent to like people who love old horror movies and how you can make like a a scary interesting movie on like a 300 dollar budget yeah well and it's fun to see like a lot of people worked on this, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I mean, I a lot of people work on the CGI shit, but you can't tell. There's not, like, a, a human factor that you see that you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And then, plus, when you're watching... That GBT like, like... makes pretty good movies now. <laughs> okay, well, no, they That's... do. I have been watching their Seinfeld. Their, those... their GBT knows what they're doing. Their Seinfeld Writers... <laughs> Writers might want to get back to work soon because they don't have long anyway. <laughs> well, did you hear that it's uh that ai is getting dumber though i uh, oh because people by association yeah yeah <laughs> well because it pulls because... from everything so if people just keep feeding bullshit into the internet it's just gonna pull from that well it's starting and to it's starting loop? to feedback loop on itself oh because so now ai is learning from ai and it's getting dumber and worse and worse and it's beginning it's beginning to fall uh fail and all the tech companies are starting to be like yeah it's kind of you know just for a purpose you know when we said ai we didn't really like they're all starting to go back on because it was all the hype it was like how the tesla was going to change the world yeah Yeah. sounds a lot like regular human intelligence where you put a bunch of people in a room together and they just get dumber together as they feel each other (laughs) soon they're killing one member of the group yeah (laughs) (laughs) sacrificing the only virgin Yeah, could happen. Yeah, David Piggy, like, brought him off the island, take his glasses, start fires. Another day making a society. Casey, what's what's yours? Like chosen fandoms. Oh right, I forgot what we were talking about. Um, (laughs) I would say I like comics and I like fantasy novels and like I love Dragon Age anything where like people can fuck weird species of shit I love it that's there a vibe Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's what that one's fun I love True Buffy. Blood Were you a True Blood what was person? That? Were you True Blood I'm not a True Blood person I mm. need it to be a little campy um because I get scared <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very delicate person. I sometimes get faint when I hear the sound of them, like when they bite and suck blood. And then Adam has to like fast forward because I'm like, oh, it's so I need some jokey jokes to remind me that I'm safe. Angel's too scary. (laughs) Angel's too scary. Everyone, it's very sad. Buffy's sad, but also badly written. So I feel safe. Yeah. Um, And I love bad writing. That's probably like my biggest passion. I love really, really shitty bad movies. Yeah, if both of us had a similar, it would be really shitty bad movies. Okay. (laughs) Talk to Neil Breen fans. Hmm? Neil Breen, you guys, Neil Breen fans. I don't know who Neil Breen is. Oh, what's he do? I'll send you some links. (laughs) 
Please do. Please do. I mean, I'm talking like junior high spy level shit. Have you ever seen that nightmare? No, I, I haven't. It feels okay. spy crazy. So we stumbled across it on Redbox um, outside of Safeway in California. And I know, don't want to brag. I forgot that Safeway is not out here. Oh, so <laughs> so we get we get it at Redbox, we turn it on, and it literally is like, it's like if a kid's dad had way too much money and could film it like it was a production. But like the, the Rebecca Switch... Black video. But <laughs> <laughs> like a lower budget and stretched out between two hours. Yeah, like he had the money for all the equipment. But then when it came to the sets, he was like, whoa, Billy, I don't have that kind of money. You know, like junior high spy is good. It's up there with what a talking cat. Oh, what a talking cat is a mind blower. You want to kill yourself? You put on what the talking cat and you'll get it done. Yeah, it. it's bad. It's horrible. Please don't oh. kill yourself if anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah, turn off what a talking cat. I yeah. need to ask now then. Uh, because I, so I don't watch, I want the whole, let's watch terrible movies. Things was, for, uh, I did that a little bit more in, like in college in like just post college. Uh, but one of the ones that sticks out to me, uh, and I don't, I haven't really met another person who's ever, uh, listen, seen it. Uh, it's called Monstered. Have you watched Monstered? Monster. It's a Japanese not, one. It's it's not monster in the past tense, like monstered, like you got monstered. It's monstered, like T U R D. Oh um, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, it's unbelievably horrible. I it was on Netflix when Netflix started streaming services and was desperate for content. I'd be surprised <laughs> if it was still there. Uh, and now that they took away the DVD option, you'll never find it. But it right? was, um, <laughs> I'm was, writing this down. I'm like, I need to this. find a pen. Yeah. Give me a pen. This is, um, it might be, I, I don't even think I finished it. It was like, this is funny for like 40 minutes. And then you're like, it passed. Moment passed. Let's just go to bed. Like, it, Those it's are the best ones. <laughs> yeah. Killer bong, killer mattress. Yeah. There you go. To and to give you an idea of how bad the movies are that I like, um, when I first found Junior High Spy, I insisted on all of my friends doing a viewing. And then at my birthday party, I insisted we watch it again. And so, uh, that night, somebody stole the DVD. <laughs> somebody stole it. <laughs> Not to watch, just watch to dispose. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> This was enough for somebody. But joke's on them. We bought two more copies. Uh -huh. Toss it into uh -huh. the fiery chasm from which it came. You put GPS trackers on your two new copies so that way, like, you invite people over again. You're like, who wants to watch? Come over. We're going to watch this movie again. And then you're just, like, getting ready to bust them. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Dude, there is something especially fun, like when you have a bunch of people over putting on a movie like that. Yeah. Is so yeah. much yeah. fun. Maybe well, the problem is I don't have enough friends to do stuff with anymore. I think that <laughs> locally. Oh, I don't either. Yeah, they're gone now. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Junior High Spy saw to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think the mo bad movies, I think one of the big loves I have of bad movies, besides the practical special effects, 
And by when I say practical special effects, I'm not talking werewolf in London. No. I want bad practical special effects. I do want to be able to see the guy inside the costume when I look in the eyes. Yes. But I think <laughs> I think the thing I like the most about it is I don't need to pay any attention. Yes. It's it's very relaxing. I can do other stuff. Yes. And I don't miss anything. Like, you don't need to watch all of Hell Comes to Frogtown to know what's going down. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, it's, man. It's funny because everyone's problem now is like any millennial, whatever, they're like, they watch shit all the time and then but they like were on their phone so you rewind and you missed a part but you throw that's the shit where you're like it's all at the same time baby and you don't have yeah. to go back you can move on with your life exactly I'm inundating myself with entertainment from all sides i'm giving <laughs> myself adhd i like exactly. and this is so fun so i'm in school and i find this like people who have adhd talk about their experience with adhd and i'm, I'm now i'm like i don't have it but i I think I just ruined my brain at this point. Cause I'm like, after 10 seconds of reading an article, I'm like, I like a journal article. I'm like, fuck, I'm bored. And I pull out my phone. And it's like, it's, that's not actual like ADHD. It's just like, it's just being 35. And I've had a phone since I was 25 and a smartphone since I was like 23. And you're just like, no, I've just, I've just ruined my brain. My adult brain is worse than my young brain. And I, I have to figure out how to navigate life with that being the case now See, i would disagree only because 99 of the time i'm like that i start reading something and i'm like wow this is so boring or someone's talking to me and i'm like oh my god blah 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 <laughs> turn on my phone that's why you don't know any of the trivia questions on your show yes <laughs> yes but huh. if i open a book and it's like a, a steamy sex scene between a fairy and a goblin suddenly i am captivated for two hours you know i think what it is is we're all just so goddamn bored. Like, we don't get to have the money to, like, do what our parents did and be like, hey, I just got really depressed and bought a sports car. Yeah. So we're not doing any of that crap that kept them from needing to just constantly feed themselves media to feel something. Yeah. And, like, we can't go out drinking and partying the way they used to because you just, I remember the number of nights that all the parents are like, we're just gonna go out and have dinner you know that doesn't happen anymore so now i'm like i just want to feel something and if that means that i'm putting down this article that's telling me how bad everything is so that i can learn who daisy de la hoya is dating right now i'm gonna freaking do it <laughs> it's like it's because our parents it's like that it's like there's a generation of uh of people where if they got caught drinking while driving, the cop just drove them home. <laughs> We're past that. <laughs> yeah. That's some like Barney Fife shit. You're like, <laughs> dude. So there's a, uh, a, a couple of podcasters that we're friends with. They have a, a show called boys Bible study. And I wasn't aware of it, but there is, uh, gotta be, hundreds maybe thousands of like self-produced or small studio christian oh, movies that you guys would probably love lots of rapture movies lots of uh you know um <laughs> oh man they're like we watched my wife and i recently watched it it's a there's a two two movie uh pair that is about a group of high school kids that gets into parkour, but also Christianity. And then the rapture happens 
And <laughs> so like they're parkouring away from the Antichrist and like the government. <laughs> Oh, I think it's called Leap. Ooh, Leap. Leap. Okay, or okay, parkour for Christ. Uh, where'd the pen go? Panic. <laughs> Panic. That sounds like it's up there with Jim Cotta. So I definitely have to. Definitely there's, have also, to there's also that fa- Casey. What's the name of the family that does like a movie every like two months? Oh, it's uh, yeah. God, I can't think of the name of them, but. Yeah, because they had one about like Bigfoot. Yeah, it was like the town sheriff finds Christ and also finds Bigfoot, and <laughs> they were hanging out together. Oh my god! Are, I where are these streaming? Is there like oh you can just watch them on YouTube? Yeah. Shut okay, off. so the first one is called Leap. The second one is called Leap: Rise of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> And the parkour is, you know, it's a lot of people hopping over uh, fence rails. It's yeah. <laughs> most of the I parkour like it. in it. It's like that scene from The Office, and that's as good as it gets. It really parkour, is. Parkour. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I dated a lot of dudes into parkour when I was in high school, and um, yeah, it's definitely a sport that is intended for people who would make great like uh, pastors for teens. That, <laughs> you know, that was always their energy of like, just well, like, energy. yeah. And, and turning the chair around and they always had to sit some way dumb. Like they were all trying to sit like Aladdin, like the street rat all the time. Oh no, for me, they were just like, hold my jacket. And then they jump off some shit. And I'm just like, that's great. But given the choice between, I mean, the choice that they made between becoming a parkour artist and a Christian, like a white rapper, I think parkour <laughs> is the lesser of two evils. Probably. Only if you're not an ironic white rapper. Like, I really like it when, uh, you know, they, they get into being like, like that one guy you showed me who's like a forest ranger costume. Ralph? Yeah, that's Probably fun. Good. I don't like it when, when it's like, um, also, maybe I'm stealing from another culture where it's like, no, we don't have to do that. You can rap and also just be white and lame. That's fine. <laughs> Macklemore did it for a while. That was when he was great. Macklemore yeah. did it for a He inspired me. like 10 years of douchey haircuts. <laughs> yeah. I had my hair so high up. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is just vanilla ice. Yes. <laughs> it's modern, modern day vanilla ice. That's funny. <laughs> Everything comes full circles. The 90s are back. We're all fucked. Yeah. Well, see, that's my problem is I have like a fetish for uh, people who live in satire, but that just means I tend to be attracted to assholes. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just genuinely being jokes and mm-hmm. people. <laughs> like the Jonah Hills and shit like that. Oh, <laughs> they become yeah. caricatures of themselves. Did you see, speaking of Jonah... Did you see the text that Jonah yeah. Hill had with his girlfriend while they were both at the table together? Is that the Ooh, one? I don't know if I saw that specific one. No, is it, okay, is it so like the texts? It, well, well, there were the texts that he's like, "I don't want you wearing a bikini anymore." That was I a know different. that. Okay, but this this text chain was them sitting at a restaurant together, and she texts him and is like, "Hey, it's nice for you to take me out to this restaurant, just so you could." be on your phone the whole time and he writes back Fuck, like yeah. like 
stop being so passive aggressive. And then it turns out, apparently Jonah Hill um, uh, has a slumber party at, um, what's the guy from Malcolm in the Middle? Oh, Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz? He goes to Frankie Muniz's house once a the week. Race for a quarter quarter. For the race car driver? The race car driver. That's what she says. With, 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 and um, he has a slumber party at his house once a week minimum and it's sometimes twice a week and and her texts are just like you really feel for her because she's just like you're a 45 year old man you can't just hang out at a buddy's house anymore for adults like you can't just <laughs> go there and spend the night like yeah. what's wrong with that just because i want just because i want to hang out with my friend frankie for the night it's like and this is a text through dinner at <laughs> an expensive God. restaurant. It's just Why don't amazing. you go, Frankie, go play some more like Naked Leapfrog and Goldeneye? <laughs> well, hey, I just like that they're friends. I didn't know they were friends, and that is cool to me. I can, Who knew? That is Who not knew? the type of friendship that you would. It just doesn't. I wouldn't guess. I wouldn't guess that. I also wouldn't guess that, like, because I have very, very close friends. But I've never wanted to spend the night at my friend's house, especially more than once a, once a month after the age of forty. I don't like, want to I'm stay at like, anybody's house because yeah. when you do, exactly. like you're you, it's someone who doesn't live near you, and you go there for the weekend. You do a visit, or if it's like the occasional, you you know, you drink a lot, and you're like, I should probably just ride this one out on the couch, I'm, and then I'm you wake up the next day. Couch. And you're like, what? what am I? What? I guess I'll just leave. It's you leave like it was like a bad Tinder date. You're like, you, you get up at like five with the sun, and you're like, I'm just gonna grab my things and go. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you part yeah. their couch cushions and you just puke feta right into the crack. <laughs> Shout oh, out geez. to my buddy who actually did. Uh, puke face first into one of my couch cushions <laughs> at one point. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. That's horrible. It was, it was, uh, we bought a brand new couch. It was less than six months into it. We uh, went out. He, he had like a new medication and it didn't work well with drinking uh, apparently. Oh. And he, uh, I had to like walk him into my house. He laid him down on the couch. He spent the night that night. Uh, and <laughs> it was like, but yeah, he I, he just wakes up in like that drunken panic. We're like, <laughs> like flailing, making sounds, and I was like, I. It's like when you're a kid, you're like you run to grab the the barf bowl. Everyone has the barf bowl. Uh, it's usually the one you put like salad in or or mix brownie batter the in. Barf or shit like bowl. That. Yeah, it's like yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah, and, bucket, uh, you know. I just bucket. didn't get there in time, and he like like face into the cushion oh. and just, it spreads out around his face and shit it was an absolute night i was washing that couch cushion in the bathtub for like 45 minutes just scraping chunks off it oh, oh my god <laughs> dude mm, that He's reminds me a great of friend 20- of mine <laughs> it, it happened yeah it happened it reminds me of my 22nd birthday my friends on my 22nd birthday my friends were all like you're going to do 22 shots tonight because we want to kill you, right? And so so I was like, let's do it. You know, if you're paying, let's kill me. And so I went to the bar, went to a series of bars, and I was doing shots. And the deal was um, the only chaser I was allowed was beer. So I had to drink beer while I was doing my shots. And then oh I got God. really, 
I got bad drunk, right? I, I went missing for a while. They had to find me. They finally bring me home. I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything, but I woke up in the morning and my room stunk. Oh. And I didn't care. I just went downstairs. I, I just nursed my hangover. We went to a party that night. I didn't go back to my room. I come back. When, when I go back to the room, I am again drunk. I pass out. I wake up in the morning. My room stinks. Uh. In a corner, I find all of my sheets. This is when, or all my blankets and everything. And this is when I realized I don't have any blankets on my bed. There's no sheets or blankets. <laughs> They're covered in puke. I, I bury them. Like I, I like put them in a garbage bag and I throw them into the woods. No, I put them in the garbage. <laughs> and then we go out and I, I drink because it's college. And I go out and we drink. We have fun. And then the next day, again, same situation. I wake up. My room stinks. That's when I fucking realized there were sheets on my bed. They were just underneath the bed, like the whole mattress had been flipped over. And then I open it up, and it's just a puke sandwich. And oh, I'm like, I had to throw away my mattress, the box spring. There was no coming back. I slept on couch cushions for the rest of the year. Um, that was October. Just the oh, world's worst panini under year. there. No, it was a very sexy senior year for me. With, with that bed. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's great. Well, can, yeah. uh, can you tell people a little bit about your show? Hell yeah. Yeah. Which, which the live one or the trivia one? Which one, or the podcast one? Well, Start with the one accessible one, so... to the world. And then we the can podcast. we can move in from there. <laughs> okay. Well, the podcast every week, uh, we have uh, celebrities from... Sometimes. Like sometimes. We have, we have no, no, interesting people. We have interesting people yep. come on um, and we play trivia with them. Adam asks me and the guest questions. I barely listen. Sometimes I don't listen at all. Um, <laughs> we make jokes and then Casey uh, gives some interviews. Yeah, but... we, we interview our guests. We've had some really cool guests. We've had some of uh, the folks from like VH1's uh, Of Love reality series. We've yeah. had like some Broadway actors. We're going to have uh, Lolo Pritchard coming on soon. She worked with Panic at the Disco on uh, Miss Jackson. We so, have a lot of the actors from Passions on the show, too. So, <laughs> an episode with James Hyde, who plays Sam Bennett, the chief of police in the town of Harmony in Passions. I'm very excited. The town of yeah, Harmony. We, yeah, we always get some weird some weird stuff, like the Mustache Rangers are going to be on there. Oh, they're cool. They're like, an, uh, they're like 10 years ago, they did improv in uh, Minneapolis, I think. And they are just hilarious, so we're excited to have them yeah. on for sure. So yeah, so just it's just always a bucket of weirdness, weird guests, weird questions, mostly just us making jokes, and then uh, insane sound effects. Oh, and some trauma dumping. Every once in a mm -hmm. while, some of the guests mesh well with my need to just talk about trauma, and then we just go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love uh, what made me, I was like listening to it it was uh like i said found you through amy i so when she posted that the episode that's when i i checked it out uh listened to some episodes after that the high energy um of it and the the just the banter is what uh was very appealing to me which is what made me want to reach out to you guys so it's uh it's fun everyone should definitely give it a uh give it a listen a couple of nerds it's a good yes, time please listen in five star reviews all five stars yeah you don't have yes. to listen if you just leave a five <laughs> just star leave review. A five unless star it's spotify 
Spotify makes you listen to five fucking episodes before they let you give it a review. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Pro- I mean, they're sticklers. It's, yeah. <laughs> technically, what they're doing is a good thing. Because yes. <laughs> I tried giving my podcast a five star review and I apparently had listened to less than five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and we both we passed the same litmus test. Yeah. That's right. You gotta listen to yourself while you're in the shower. Get real weird with it. Yeah. <laughs> just jerk off and listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, I hate the way off. I sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I say you know so much? <laughs> Why do you okay? If we're gonna be honest about it, why do I say for sure so much? Boom. For sure. For sure. Oh, fuck. It's, you know, I feel like you get to a point where you just have to forgive yourself for your signature bullshit moves. Like uh, one of my friends calls me out on it all the time. I do the cliche thing where I'm bored of someone talking, and I just go, "That's crazy." <laughs> I edit those down. Yes. I edit those down. <laughs> Casey, you get to start editing out some of my pressures. <laughs> and one day I said that to her and she just starts laughing hysterically and she was like, you have no fucking idea what I said. And I was just like, ah, ah. <laughs> And uh, for anyone in the Buffalo, you guys, it's Buffalo, right? That's yes. Us. Okay. I, I feel like you probably would have corrected me if I got it wrong earlier, but maybe you were just letting it ride out until you could fix it later. But Buffalo. Uh, so uh, the Buffalo area, you mentioned uh, uh, you have two shows you do uh, yes. weekly and biweekly, which is a lot. You guys are busy. Yeah. Pretty busy. Yeah. We're looking at getting another show uh, pretty soon. But yeah, yeah. we uh, Wednesdays. At Wednesdays at we say it starts at 6. It really starts at 6.30. Um and then Thursdays, second and fourth Thursdays of every month, we are at the Roaring 420s Club in Chictawaga. Um, and yeah, we do private events. And we also are looking at expanding to a couple more breweries. So we will see. Hopefully oh, yeah. no one will Google us. <laughs> yeah, then... Don't Google us. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, as soon as we they find our old YouTube stuff, whenever anyone oh, says, God. so I found your YouTube channel, I'm like, oh, oh. Well, and I'll take my severance package. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it's been great having you guys on. Thank you so much for yeah. uh, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this was yeah, a blast. So thank you so much. What's the best place for people to find you? Oh, man. Uh, Instagram, we're at a couple of nerds. Nerds has a three for an E and everything. We're on Facebook, a couple of nerds. We also have our own website, a couple of nerds.com. You can keep up with what we're doing there. We've got an events page that I'll update eventually. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, our podcast is available where podcasts are. And you can also like high five us if you see us. We're super chill, except for my kid. He's three and a half. He might be a dick. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you're raising him Christian, right? Or her or her. Just, yeah, just him. We, I, I'm we not don't practice, but he's got to go to church. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, I kind I like make it up as I go because I don't like remember any of the rules. So I'm like, oh, God hates fruit roll ups on Thursdays. Per- you know, yeah. like, 
it's like we only eat uh you can't eat meat except for friday was it i don't know they do like fish on fridays because they pretend like there fish you go the fish fry you're fry. like yeah. we only eat fruit roll i i love what you're doing i love the the twist on on that you got that's a, you guys are gonna do great that, that's yeah, it's gonna turn out super normal yeah you know, someday you're gonna grow up little fella and you're gonna murder your way to jerusalem <laughs> your son's gonna slap a, a fruit your son's gonna slap a fruit roll up out of somebody's hand in kindergarten and be like we only need fruit roll-ups on thursday <laughs> i'm in i'm in for it i want to have that conversation with this teacher <laughs> well me, you know i i do have a full confession i do have a giant blanket tapestry behind our bed of um um, of the Virgin Mary. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Uh, so I do know for sure because I just like I, it's pretty and I like it. But I just I like that my kid's gonna grow up super confused. He's gonna yeah. have no idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going for. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll keep this going for the next like fifteen years, and then we'll have your uh, your kid on the podcast and uh, see how that goes. He Beautiful. can trauma dump. Please, I'm sure he'll be looking for work, so please do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>